Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noizera, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and I have titled this episode, Social Surveillance State, Mocking Humanity, and Rebranding Climate Change. Why? Well, not only is Season 9 coming to an end, and with restructure on our mind, we have a lot of different things to discuss, but we also get into a Chinese man being interrogated over social media posts. Instagram pedophiles confirming that all those Pizzagate symbols were real, and Joe Biden talking about how he loves kids jumping on his lap. Yep, yep. We get into Pope Francis' ecological tax, uh, people getting vasectomies to fight climate change, and the UN using military force to enforce Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. That's right. It is a crazy episode, that's for sure. You guys are going to have to have to bear with me because I had to dust off the webs, had to get my head thinking straight, jumping back into the command chair. It is always so difficult. Uh, but this is definitely going to be a little bit of a rocky episode as we start to begin to wind down for Season 9. Uh, if you guys want to follow along, make sure you download the show notes on our website, factionsoffreedom.gendo.com. And with that being said... Let's start the show. Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and this is show number 921, season 9, episode 21. I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. I hope political correctness and political wokeness didn't disrupt the time of year where you come together and you actually practice being thankful and grateful for the people in your life. And I say that as I say what I'm about to say all the other times. People are looking for a political solution for a deep, deep spiritual problem. There's no other way of getting around it. People are sick. You want me to pull up the articles? We've talked about it. How more than half of Americans are on at least one pharmaceutical. How we have, you know, fentanyl being shipped into the country, killing people. The mental illness, the depression, the anxiety. But that's not what I want to talk about. No, 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 no. Save the ranting for later in the show. I want to intro this by saying I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. I hope that you were able to spend time with your loved ones. And I say that because we need to talk about a different type of healing. We need to talk about where we're going. Yes, we can expose all these other things that are going on. There's a, there's a deep sickness and a deep divide fracturing the country right now, fracturing the world, taking it over, no doubt. I think everybody can see that. Did you let it take over your Thanksgiving? Do you know how to keep the darkness at bay? Because it's going to intensify. Can you inhibit yourself? Can you slow your own self down to pay attention to the good times. That's, that's, what, that's what this time period is called, right? Thanksgiving. Even though you guys are listening to this, it's December now, but I missed a week. And I wanted to say happy Thanksgiving. And I also wanted to point out that this is where we're at in America. We can't even wish people a happy Thanksgiving without offending someone. Happy Indigenous Day. I hope you spent it again with the people that are important. That's the message. Not about appeasing other people, but getting through the fact that we need to we need to start healing. We need to start loving. People looking to be offended are, are, are obviously hurt. They're not looking to heal. 
It truly is our perceptions that, 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 that dictate reality. And that's why these days are so different than these past three or four years. I think everybody can feel it. And so I wanted to start this episode off by showing you guys just that. Happy Thanksgiving. It'll be Merry Christmas here in a few. We're going to be done with Season 9 right around the corner. And there, 2019 will have been complete. Did you improve? Did you grow? Did you take time to recognize what is happening, not only to yourself, but to those around you and the world thereof? The, what, what, what you're creating, what energy you're putting out there? You know, I had a lot of great conversations with a lot of great people. This time period, I always kind of pull away from social media and then I end up talking to a lot of people around me. One of the conversations I had this week, you know, we were talking about how it, there's a need for a different type of information, a different type of nourishment. I'm always talking about the difference between information and data, knowledge and wisdom. But are people healthy? What kind of nourishment do they have inside of them? What are they satiated by? What satisfies them? What fulfills them? You know, you guys have heard me talk about how with this podcast, restructure, 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 going into 2020, we're going to be doing a lot of different restructuring. Yes, we're going to keep the flagship show. We're going to be switching up a lot of peripheral things as well. This is why you need to join the exclusive members and why I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a video about that to explain it. But I say that because what satiates me, what satisfies me is knowing that I'm giving my all. You guys have heard a lot of the back and forth I've had with myself, with you and others about my commitment to this. What I'm doing, how much more I could be doing. I kind of fell into this, but I still feel like if I were to able to take it a little bit more serious, we would be able to achieve twice as much. That's the plan. This It's, it's always been more than posting on social media. I think people have wanted to perceive it only as one-dimensional, and that's good for them. But I think we are all understanding of the depths at which we're operating, the influence that we have, the people that we're reaching. And this is why I get angry at myself when I watch the Instagram lives and I get personal and emotional and petty. Because that's not what you need from me. What you need is the best. What you need is the commitment. What you need is the truth, the authenticity. And yes, emotions, that shows authenticity, that's organic, that's real. But that's not true. Your emotions, they, they can rule the best of you. And you guys hear me here get sometimes fired up. I'm a person. <laughs> I'm a boy. More man. You know, I'm a young man trying to figure this out. I get angry. I talk about it as well, how they want to keep us in a state of arrested development, how that's the point where we can't effectively express our displeasement or our anger or even be uh, smart enough to learn the tools that we need to pull ourselves out of certain situations. There's an article today or an article that came out the other day talking about how uh, Americans are four grade levels behind the Chinese as far as arithmetic. You know, and I could tell you, I could, uh, we've talked about this before, you know, the SAT scores, we don't have the numbers that the Chinese have. We're dying. The degeneration, it's very real. But it's because we lack a purpose. We lack truly just that, a purpose. We have become a godless nation. I know people don't want to hear that. This is why I'm telling you, we, 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 to get back to where we were, we have got to start discovering that spiritual truth that got us here in the first place. 
People are looking for a political solution to a deep spiritual problem. The country is sick. People are sick. We're not right. Even me. I have my own fair share of issues, but like I just tried to explain to you good people right there, I try to clean it up for humanity's sake, for the betterment of all. Because that's what I'm committed to, to the truth and how it does empower you, how it does set you free, how it does remove the bondage in which the world puts upon you. People always ask, what can you do to fight this? What can I do to to, to be aware of this? What you can do is change your lifestyle so that you're not a slave to everything else that's going on. Become a master of the internal so that you're not a slave to the external. And this is what I've had to learn doing this. Trying to, trying to fight this new world order, trying to fight this social engineering, this behavior modification. You see, this is why I tell you the highest form of spiritual, the highest form of revolution truly is spirituality. You know, these, some of these, this, I'm telling you, gang, some of the thoughts I'm having these days by trying to still just, just, just move into the truth, stay in the light, understand God, you know, understand nature, the cosmos, and all this so much more. This is why I need to, you know, again, just get back to reading more books because they teach you even more than you think. And I say it that way because it's true. What we think is only like a fraction of what we can comprehend. You need to pay attention to other people's thought processes. And that's why I want to understand this, why we're going through this time period. You know, I think people don't understand how, 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 how controlled we truly are, how lost a lot of people truly are. This is, this is why they've done the language down. This is why they make us uh, slaves to our emotions, slaves to everything else, but not in control of our own things, not in control of ourselves. You see, you, you're allowed to be free on these censored platforms. So be- be- before I go off on a crazy old tangent, I just wanted to intro the episode by saying that, that this is the time of year where we begin to start shedding off or going into hibernation, pulling ourselves together, being thankful and grateful for what's, what's happened to us and that we are still on this side of the ground because winter has come and winter is still coming. And with it, it will bring death, but with that death will come life. And so when I say Happy Thanksgiving, even though it's already December, I'm asking you, did you take the time to reflect on that spiritual nourishment that you needed with your loved ones? Were you able to absorb that and be grateful for what's been bestowed upon you? I'll say this, and then I'll get started into all this stop, all these topics, and we'll fire through things. You know, season eight or season nine is coming to an end. Season nine is coming to an end. We've done a tremendous amount of growing this year. I think you guys can tell as well. That's why I'm telling you we have to restructure. Join our exclusive our exclusive members program. We've got to figure out a way to start. We're figuring out a way to to finance this and grow. That's the easiest way to say it. But I'll say this and get into the topics. I watched uh, David Icke on Alex Jones's show this week, you know, and I'm looking at these guys. They look a little run. They're, 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 they're old. I remember watching these guys like years ago when I first started just getting involved in all this and being aware of stuff back in like 2012. I look at them now and I'm like, wow, you guys are old. But the only thing that's old, the only thing that's new is me. The new person stepping into this fight. I'm, I'm listening to these guys and they're talking about these agendas and everything that we're already talking about and more. And I'm hearing how we have to step our game up. I'm, 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 I'm thinking to myself, you know, for the years that I've listened to these guys on and off, 
I've never once heard them say, I'm going to give up. I've never once heard them say, I'm going to throw the towel in. Oh, you know, uh, why bother? Oh, you know, I'm only one person. I've never heard them give up. And when I get up over there on Instagram Live and I say that you guys got to figure out what you're going to do without me and, oh, boo-hoo, you know, they're going to get me or don't worry about me. I'm nobody special, blah, blah, blah. You, you guys don't need that from, from someone like me. What you need is the best of me. You need the best parts of all of us, of all of humanity, to get this type of stuff down. And when I do that, that's, that's, that's fear. That's me being petty. That's me being scared of stepping into this, even though we're already in that. And that's what you guys discovered with the previous episode with Charles Kasten of Truth is Terrorism. He was one of the main ones that pushed us to do the Instagram Lives that we are doing now. And that's what I mean by these people who are encouraging that you guys don't even understand. There's a lot of stuff that happens in the background. These people that are encouraging all this change to take place. And I do worry. I'm a real person. But I tell you guys these things because you have to understand the times that we're in. And how you sometimes, and I was talking about this the other day. I'll say this and get into, get into, these, get into the topics. Sorry. There's a lot to talk about and a lot to catch up with. I was talking about this the other day. How all the information, everything that's already happening is already happening. It doesn't matter how you feel. The truth doesn't care about your feelings. But the minute that you discover one truth, it opens up one door. You freak out. You have to get over that because you're the only thing that's freaking out. The information is still there. The minute that you get over that, you open up that other door. You see that completely new set of information. You freak out about that. Don't worry. The information is still going to be there. When you get done freaking out, it's going to be there. Close that first door. Get to that second door. Comprehend the third door. And the information will still be there as you progress. The only thing that changes is your acceptance and your knowledge of it. And that's where we're at these days. And all I'm really trying to do, guys, is pry open your third eye with a crowbar to really make you think in a completely different way. Really think about what your spirituality is, what your political views are, who you are as an individual. Yes, understand that there's completely different uh, dimensions that we live in, operate in, no doubt. But in this day and age, this world that's being created around us, what does that mean? Not only for you for everybody else involved. And with that being said, let's start the show. Now, I definitely didn't mean to do like a 12-minute intro, 13-minute intro, talking about all kinds of stuff. But this is what happens whenever, I guess, you, you miss a week in school. <laughs> Got to play catch-up. Uh, but to get into these topics, let's go ahead and kick this off. This was something that kind of blew my mind to start the week off, in China, a man has been interrogated for criticizing police on social media. And for our audio listeners, I'll describe it for you. They have this man in some kind of metal, in some kind of metal chassis system. He's like in a metal chair. They've got him like bricked down. There's bars all over him. It looks like a roll cage, except for like a body. Uh, and they've got this guy put up over here in a corner. And I'll play for you guys a quick video. Uh, but it's mind-blowing to think about this. This could be me. Here in the future, I could be locked up for criticizing police. This, this, this could be anybody over there at the Free Thought Project for criticizing police on social media. Let's take a listen. Uh, 
Then why did you complain about QQ, the police in QQ and WeChat? They're asking him about why he criticized the police on WeChat. This article comes from the Judge Report feed. They put this up December 2nd. It says the social credit score is coming soon to the West. A video out of China shows a man being called in and interrogated by authorities for the crime of criticizing the police on social media. The clip shows the man handcuffed to a metal chair as he is asked personal questions. Quote, why did you complain about police on QQ and WeChat? Police asked the man. He is then grilled about his screen name and his activity in the group chat on the WeChat platform. Quote, why did you talk about the traffic police online? What's wrong with police confiscating motorcycles? He is then asked. The man attempts to come across as apologetic, but is then asked again, quote, why did you badmouth the police? Do you hate the police? The man explains that he was drunk when he made the comments and is then asked to apologize to the, to the police. Quote, I'm so sorry. I'm wrong. I know. I know that now. Please forgive me. I won't ever do it again, he states. And this is coming to America, the social credit score system. Could you imagine that? What do you think his number is now after being detained? That's going on in totalitarian China. That's what's happening if you step out of line. So not only are they like kidnapping and detaining people and you know locking them up, harvesting their organs for political dissidents, but they're going to detain you if you're just like against you know police brutality, killer cops, police corruption. Holding, holding police accountable for any of that. No. If you do that, you could literally be locked up, detained for your social media posts. That's crazy to me. But that's that authoritarian China. They said this week that China is going to set the model for the new social credit score system that's going to take over the world. This is the new world order. This is the mark of the beast. This is the technocracy. This is the scientific dictatorship. But here, since we're still in China, let's talk about this so people truly understand what's going on in China. Right here, they put this up November 25th. This is from worldtruth.tv. It says China is holding Muslims in concentration camps to sell their organs in a massive organ harvesting scheme. This next article comes from Activist Post. It says a new leak claims to show operating manuals for, quote, re-education camps for Chinese Muslims in Xinjiang region. Crazy thing is, is, we've actually talked about it. They call it religious extremism out there. If, uh, and, and they'll take you to their thought transformation camps. They'll say, hey, you know, you have some pretty radical views regarding God, regarding government, regarding anything. So what we're going to do is we're going to essentially send you to school. And that's, that's what they, they the thought transformation centers uh, to where you can graduate. Right. To where, you know, you, you, you pay attention, you say the right things. If you don't, you get beat in the eye. We covered it uh, whenever the information came out. But they basically reeducate you to think the way that they want. Here's where we are. This is beyond 1984. You will be publicly brainwashed in China for, for not going along with the system. But here, let's get into this article. It says an independent tribunal of legal experts has put out a shocking new report warning that communist China's quote, crimes against humanity are now being perpetrated against Uyghur Muslims who are being held in concentration camps as they wait having as they wait 
away having their organs harvested as China's illicit organ trade. The crazy thing is, too, is we've, we've found a video. There was a video that came out a few months ago or a few weeks ago uh, that showed hundreds of Uyghur Muslims in blue jumpsuits basically at like a bus depot about to be taken to God knows where, probably to these re-education camp centers. So people need to understand that this is a very real thing. So when we talk about the communist threat that's going on here in, in America, who do you think is quarterbacking it all? The, the, between, between the fentanyl, between the drugs, between the, 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 the revolution, the, in, uh, the insurrection that's taking place, truly think about this. But here, let me get, let me get back into this. According to, the, according to the nonpartisan China Tribunal, it's not just the Falun Gong practitioners whose vital organs are being removed from their bodies by the Chinese government and sold to the wealthy, quote, transplant tourists. It's also these Uyghur Muslims who are, as well as Tibetan Buddhists and house church Christians, all of whom Ch Communist China sees as a threat to its subsistence. So here, again, I have to pause. How many times have you guys heard us talk about just that fact? China destroying churches, ripping up graveyards, taking that coffin out of the ground, burning, bur burning Bibles, detaining Christians, put, uh, uh, putting people in, right? Putting communist, party, communist Party approved officials inside of these churches just to make sure that the Christian churches there say communist approved messages. And that wasn't good enough. So they started burning down the churches. Yeah, you're not doing it right, so you know what? Just go ahead and get rid of them. Boom. And then, what did they do? They started changing the Ten Commandments to President Xi Jinping quotes. That's right. You will only say things as approved by the dictators. And this is what's happening here in America as well. They, the, <laughs> it, it, it is crazy to see it taking place on so many other levels, but as, as, as Carrie Wedler of the anti-media has said, statism is the most dangerous religion, and that's exactly what's going on in China. The, from the social credit score system, to detaining people for their social media posts, to uh, not allowing people to have religion, to harvesting political dissidents and re uh, so-called religious extremists' organs, Ridiculous. Continuing on, it says, led by Sir Jeffrey Nice, the chief prosecutor involved in the case against Serbian war criminal Slobodan Moslevi, the, the panel members who published the report had previously held hearings at which Falun Gong practitioners, ethnic Uyghur Muslims, and various eyewitnesses testified about the horrors taking place in China. The panel members also tried to include witnesses favorable to the, communist, to the Chinese Communist Party in an attempt to hear both sides. But communists... But, Chinese officials refused to corroborate. Thus, the conclusion they came to is that China is targeting political and religious dissidents, imprisoning them, and later harvesting their vital organs for profit. This was further proven through undercover efforts by the tribunal, which contracted more than a dozen Chinese hospital undercovers to inquire about finding organs for transplants. Many of these facilities openly admitted that these organs they had in stock had come specifically from Falun Gong practitioners, while other hospitals admitted that they simply came from, quote, prisoners. The Chinese government itself also admitted to such in the past, though it now claims that the practice ended in 2014. But this isn't actually the case, as the official Chinese state media admitted as recently as 2017 that these Chinese government still harvest organs from prisoners, though it claims that this organ donation system is, quote, fair and, quote, hailed by the international community.
That's right. People all over the world love that. Yeah, get those organs. And this is what the people in Hong Kong are kind of protesting. You know, they're not down for the extradition bill. That was, so, that was one of the reasons why it started, right? Could you imagine being held accountable for a crime you committed in Hong Kong, in China, and then them shipping you to China, and then you having your organs taken from you in China because you did something in Hong Kong? You see, this is why they're fighting for independence and freedom from that type of tyrannous, from, from that. You see, the, 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 and this is what we talk about this, the 1776 American model of revolution and freedom and all this good stuff that we have, babes and bikinis, guns, and all this other nonsense, right? Versus the 1984 uh, communist Chinese model. You have got to think they are diametrically opposed. The idea of showing emotion, being, being, being free, being liberal, being like, being an expression of humanity. And, you know, there, there could be a philosophical discussion for, you know, reserved... Uh, calm, cool, collected. There could be a philosophical discussion for that as well, but these are the choices before us, you see. But my point behind saying all this is this is why people are fighting. Because for some people, freedom means control, and control means freedom for others. And this is why we're having this, this, this crazy discussion about what our future looks like, as we need to be having. You see. But here, Let's talk about our future real quick, or better yet, the past that impacts our future. We've talked about this a few different times. Common Core and how it has affected the education system, how it's affected children. I have actually have uh, friends that are teachers who have said how Common Core is redonkulous. It has, screwed up, it has screwed up their classes. It doesn't make sense. But now you have articles coming out from News Punch as well as Son of the Times saying that Americans are at least four grades behind the Chinese students in math. This comes from Baxter Dimitri of News Punch. They put this up November or December 4th. It says, Common Core, U.S. students perform four grade levels behind Chinese students in math. And then this next title, it comes from Sign of the Times. They put this up December 4th as well. It says, How dumb have we become? Chinese students are four grade levels ahead of U.S. students. It says 10 years after Barack Obama forced schools around the country to begin phasing in Common Core, American students are lagging far behind their counterparts from other nations. According to the Program for International Student Assessment, PISA, which analyzed 79 countries and economies representing about 32 million 15-year-olds, American students are performing four grade levels behind Chinese students in the critical study of mathematics. Here is what U.S. parents, teachers, corporate leaders, legislators, and anyone else who cares about education and the future of our children and country must know. Our U.S. scores show that our education system, dominated by Obama's Common Core, is failing our youth. We are not keeping up with our global counterparts and risk failing far behind in a world that is becoming increasingly interconnected and competitive. Now, I want to take a... I want to... I want to take a pause on that. I'll come back to that real quick. Because it's very true. I think, you know, I was, and I was talking about this the other day. I think everybody understands. It's like when YouTube came out, the American education system had already failed people so much that, it, that they already knew that YouTube was going to become a bigger university for knowledge. That's what it was designed for. That's what inherently what the, what the Internet was for. That's why we created these things was to share knowledge and information. These days, uh, because of how things have, have progressed, you can actually go to universities these days on YouTube. 
uh, I was reading through some of the comments on some of these posts, and I saw that on there, somebody said, these days when you go to college, uh, it is just teachers playing a bunch of different YouTube videos. And so what I'm trying to say by this, by pointing out YouTube being what should have been hailed as a, a bastion of, 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 of information and knowledge and education, that's what TED Talk is. You see, that's what all these different things are. There's supposed to be different ways of educating and informing people, but we talk about this all the time. People don't want to think. They've been taught, but they haven't been taught how to learn, how to think. We don't know things. We're not trying to teach ourselves anything new. This is why I'm an advocate for even the, the, space, uh, the space Force, because this gives us a goal. It gives us something to do. It gives us something to strive after to be bigger and better. We have nothing striving us to be better. Therefore, we see no reason to improve and, 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 and enhance our state of being and, and, and change our way of life. This is, again, why I, I, I don't really see us trying to pro, uh, progress, and get better, and, and move forward, because we don't have something propelling us. That's what I say about having a purpose-driven life. Whenever our purpose has been boiled down to getting up, on, getting, on our, getting up early to get on our phones, to waste our time to do nothing, to go through our entire life so we can get home to do nothing, there, that, that is a purposeless life. So yes, I could easily see how our education system has failed us. And then on top of that, we've talked about this uh, in the episode prior to Charles Kasson coming on, the inferiority complex that uh, millennials have, as well as the, 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 the mental health that, that, that's going on, uh, and how society has basically blamed millennials for everything that's going on. You've got to think about what that does to the psyche. And then you, you take that to the next generation that essentially just wants to be YouTube stars. They either want to be protesters like Greta Thunberg or they want to be YouTube stars like Logan Paul. You have to understand what is happening with education. We're, we're, we're being indoctrinated. We're not really being told to think. We're not, being told, we're not being encouraged to think, encouraged to grow. You see, remember a, a few weeks ago I played for you guys that clip of Jeff Bezos talking about how the idea of going to space is, is how we actually save Earth. Right, the only way to save Earth is to get is, is to go into space because then we can have a thousand different Da Vinci's, a thousand different Nikola Teslas, right? A thousand a thousand different uh, Einsteins. That's the kind of world that we need. That's the kind of stuff that propels us to be better as a species. But when all we're doing, and this is why I want to I want to say this, and I'll get back into this article, but the, but if all we're doing is focusing on genitalia, sex. Uh, 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 carnal, materialistic, and physical things, we're not going to find our purpose doing that because this is a finite existence. The Chinese are probably being taught, taught quantum physics and astrophysics and astrobiology and all these other things, and we are looking forward to, to either Greta Thunberg or Desmond is amazing or, or, or uh, some kind of hatred directed at Trump to where it, 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 it's immaterial. You see. So, just to just to kind of get all that back into point and to bring it back to point, I could see how we've become this dumb. It's because not only have our emotions and our control and our general IQ, our emotional intelligence and our and our actual intelligence, it's it's dropped significantly. And yes, mathematics plays a huge part in it. Using your logic, critical thinking skills, being able to break things down. But here, let me get back into this article. It says the situation in the U.S. education system has become so dire that even, quote, disadvantaged students in China and other countries are performing better than the average American student. Quote, the 10 percent most disadvantaged students in Beijing, Shanghai, Jiangsu and Zhejiang or in the Macau or Estonia, 
those students actually do as well or better than the average student in the U.S. Parents and teachers across the nation are now urging schools to dump the toxic Common Core curriculum, arguing that it deliberately dumbs down children and creates unnecessary and complicated methods for, for working out relatively simple problems. Students are, rec are recording. Re students are recording. Re Wow. Students are recording results lower than previously thought possible, and frustrated teachers are warning that, quote, if we do nothing about Common Core, the results, quote, will, be on, will keep on declining. Since Common Core was fully phased out nationwide, student test scores in the United States have dropped for the third time in a row on the nation's broadest and most respected test. The drop is a sudden reversal of the upward trend that was experienced between 1990 and 2015. If you guys want a good book to go listen or to go read, I was given this like super young, like, oh, I'll, I'll just I'll shoot you straight. My mom gave it to me whenever I was like eight or nine. She told me to read it. It's like the the the, the deliberate dumbing down of America by Charlotte Iserby. We've covered it over here on the show, uh, and how the education system is being used to pacify us, to make us dumb. We don't care. We don't care. We talk about it: the nihilism, the apathy, you know, the mental illness. The degeneration, good Lord. Now look at this, failing, failing IQ levels. We're just, we, we, this is what happens when you have a society that has become domesticated. We talked about this. This is why I'm trying to remind you of this pro-human renaissance-based future that we need. It's the only thing that's going to get us out of this. Because when you begin to think about more, you do more. You become more. You become greater. But No. What they want for you is to be an ignorant, obedient slave. Not asking questions, bowing down, afraid, and confused, unaware of everything that's actually going on. And that's why we fight this good fight every single day. Uh, but continuing on, uh, because we're still talking about China. And, and, and give it a few years, gang. This is going to come here. We have to talk about these things because it's going to come here, this next article comes out of News Punch. Some shot under the lobby. They put this up November 25th. It says China is now using artificial intelligence to target groups of residents for, quote, pre-crime arrests. That's right. Pre-crimes here. So not only, remember a few weeks ago we played for you guys that clip of the guy that was jaywalking. And, you know, they put his face up on the billboard. They put his social security number, his picture, his crime, and all this other stuff. They're, they're blocking all kinds of people from getting plane tickets, uh, 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 train tickets, you know, from even being able to send their kids to school, take out loans, buy houses, purchase cars, different types of things like that. If you have a low credit score, you're not able to do that in China. That's just, that's just how that thing works these days. That's what they've created. That's the mark of the beast, as, as foretold in the Bible. And this is why it talks about it. This is why, <laughs> just good Lord, this is why it talks about it in the Bible. How it says that you will neither be able, you will not be able to buy nor sell without receiving the mark. Is it the end times for the Chinese Christians right now? Because they can neither buy nor sell without receiving a good social credit score mark. And these are the types of things that people want to talk about. That's why they removed religion, or at least specifically Christianity, from China. Because it points out these types of things. They also got rid of, they banned uh, George Orwell's 1984 over there. Because they don't want people to have this type of information. When you become knowledgeable of these types of things that show up in history, you can begin to fight it. Whenever we talked about pathocracy uh, uh, from, from, the, the, uh, from the Polish 
ah, crap, we just talked about it. When we talked about pathocracy and how somebody ran from the Nazi-occupied Poland and the Soviets during World War II, came here like in the 80s, and we tried to warn us about that. That's how this works. When you have knowledge of what's going to happen in the in what happened to you in the past, and you know it's going to show up in the future, you have to raise awareness about it. That's happened time and time again. It, it's been written in the Bible, it literally used to, to 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 warn people. But in China, because you know you can have no other religion in the state, you have to obey. And that's why we again have to raise this many alarms about these different types of things. But here, let me get in this article. Like I said, they put this up November twenty fifth. It's from News Punch. It's by Sean on this lobby, and it says China is now using artificial intelligence to target groups of residents for pre crime arrests. Authorities in China have begin have begun using artificial intelligence to target groups of residents for arrest and detention. According to a report by the Daily Wire, a new trove of highly classified leaked documents from the Chinese Communist government reveal how Beijing relies on algorithms to operate their concentration camps where they reportedly, where they reportedly have millions of Muslims and other minorities detained. The International Consortium of Investigative Journalists reports that the leaked documents could reveal that, quote, Chinese police are guided by a massive data collection and analysis system that uses artificial intelligence to select entire categories of Xinjiang residents for detention. Entire categories of residents. It's like, hey, all of these people are bad. It's like, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. Like in the UK, remember whenever ASAP Racky got in that fight with like the Muslims, right? Over there, those certain areas of the UK or certain areas of the Sweden, or Sweden, that's where you had it. Over there in Sweden, there are certain areas where there are no-go zones. Those are Muslim areas where they enforce their, their regional Sharia law. In China, that would not happen because, like what I just said, they would use their artificial intelligence system to select entire categories of Xinjiang regions, residents uh, for detention. Continuing on, it says flagandcross.com reports that China... The China cable rep that the China cables represents the first leak of classified Chinese government documents revealing the inner workings of the detention camps, as well as the first leak of classified documents unveiling the predictive policing system in Xinjiang. The leak features classified intelligence briefings that reveal, in the government's own words, how Xinjiang police essentially take orders from a massive quote cybernetic brain known as the IJOP which flags entire categories of people for investigation and detention. These secret intelligence briefings reveal the scope and ambition of the government's AI-powered policing platform, which purports to predict crimes based on computer-generated findings alone. The result? Arrest by algorithm. So here we are. We are in that pre-crime minority report reality. Here we are. But yet, there's China is, and it's only a matter of time until it gets here in America. Details about the detention camp, how-to manual. It was approved by Zhu Haolun, Zhejiang's deputy party, deputy party secretary, and disseminated in, in November 2017. It was issued by the Xinjiang Political and Legal Affairs Commission. It presents a master plan for managing mass internment, including the details to, on how to, quote, prevent escapes. This proves, in the Chinese government's very own words, that detainees are being held in the camps against their own will. Now think about that, guys. People are literally being held against their own will in China. That, that's what I mean by the social surveillance state. 
That's what I mean by the technocracy. That's what I mean by the scientific dictatorship. The social credit score. The system. Predictive policing. Algorithmic arrests. You pose a threat to the system. The cybernetic brain has, 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 has decreed it. You pose a threat, therefore you have got to be terminated. You've got to be eliminated. Think about this. Think about this. This is, this is where we're at. And I think the reason I'm trying to raise so much awareness about this is this is not Kansas. This is not normal. People will be disappeared. I just told you that they're harvesting uh, political dissidents and religious dissidents' organs in China. And we are seeing a revolution take place in Hong Kong to where they're saying, nah, uh, uh, no way. I see what you guys are doing over there. You stay over there, China. I'm good. I'm good. I don't want you guys coming over here. I don't like how you guys are ruling people. We'll take our chances over here. But then you have people at the IMF and the World Bank saying that China will set the standard for the world embracing the mark of the beast, the social credit score system from ID 2020 to, you know, what's going on even in, in, in certain parts of Europe to where they're, they're getting these implantable microchips. This is it. 2020 is right around the corner, guys. The future is here. This is the world that they're creating, and this is why I call it the social surveillance state. But we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about Joe Biden being even more creepy, you know, <laughs> just, just being such a strange person. Uh, this Baltimore mayor warning of body-snatching white vans targeting people to sell their organs. If you didn't think it was going on over here in America, why do you think we talk about so much human trafficking? We're going to be talking about mocking humanity, how people come in the name of good, seeing as if they're humanitarians when really these are evil people. You've got to learn discernment, and you've got to learn to see past the surface-level things. We're going to be talking about this and more. Prince Andrew and Jeffrey Epstein News are, is going to be on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction on Factions of Freedom, and we'll be right back right after this. Salutations, my friends. I'm here to talk to you about, that's right, CBD oil. 
CBD oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts, and you know they're trying to flood us with both. According to a 2013 study published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology, CBD was proven to have these benefits, relieving pain and inflammation, having antipsychotic effects, reducing anxiety, helping to fight cancer, relieving nausea, treating seizures, lowering incidences of diabetes, and also promoting cardiovascular health. Realize that in 2014, Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction. This will actually help you curb your usage of opioids as well as your reliance upon them. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. And we are back. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's hard not to get fired up, and it's hard not to get upset, and it's hard not to get like, like, like to get like a bloodlust or like a rage, or just like to start seeing red and to start just seeing like all kinds of, all kinds of wickedness. It's hard not to get like amped up about this stuff. It really is. And I think that's part of it, too. I think that's why a lot of this stuff is being revealed at this time frame is is so they can say, yeah, you know, of course we want to see men in dresses dance provocatively in front of kids. (laughs) Don't you? Well, yeah, we want to shoot your kid up from the age zero to 18 with at least 69 different variants of vaccine shots before they're they're, they're fully matured. (laughs) Why wouldn't you want to do that? Well, heck yeah, we're poisoning the water. You people are crazy. I think the I think the, the 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 reason that all this stuff is coming out the fluoride the vaccines the chemtrails, you know this the 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 devil worship the child sacrifice the human trafficking I think the reason why all this this wickedness is coming out is so that it's for a certain part of the population it's going to paralyze them they're going to think wow you know this is too crazy for all this stuff to be real there's no way you know there's there's no way you could have these people doing all these crazy things we would know about it somebody would would raise the alarm they would put a stop to it i think the reason a lot of this stuff is coming out is to literally paralyze a certain percentage a certain percentage of the population and to for individuals like myself i think this 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 presents a peculiar position to where it's like yes you've been confirmed you've been right but now what yes there's a lot of satanists out there yes there are pedophiles that want access to your kids yes uh, there's medical tyranny Yes, they will try to harvest your organs. Yes, like they will have people that try to kidnap your kids. You need to understand these things. And I remember being asked this question, and it's something I always find myself thinking about these days. I was on Paul Zellizer's, uh, Paul Zellizer's The Awarepreneur's podcast uh, a, few, a few months back, and he asked me about my, uh, my, my, basically my aggressive spiritual, spirituality that I have. Spirituality that I have. He says you have such a such a uh, such a, uh, a, a interesting take on spirituality. If you guys are curious, I'll put that in there. It's a great episode, um, and you guys hear a different version of me in it. But I'll put that link in the description bar below on our website. And the reason I say that is because everything I just talked to you guys about there—the human trafficking, uh, the vaccines, the chemtrails, the GMOs—you know, all of that stuff being confirmed. What that does is that that opens up a whole new gate of perception a whole new way to see reality a lot of people have been asleep 
the, the, the trend of Epstein not killing himself going viral, that's actually woken up a decent amount of people, which is good. But because we're kind of on this weird teetering state of being aware of these things, uh, this, this pseudo-woke culture, right, is creating a different type of spirituality. That's what I mentioned at the start of the show in that 12-minute intro, right? How, how where we're at these days, where we're going into the future, people need a different type of nourishment. I think the information that's coming out these days, it's meant to disorient a certain, a certain sect of the population, but for people like ourselves, it's meant to not invigorate us, because it sounds crazy, like we get off on, on dark stuff, but it's meant to uh, affirm us in a completely different light. We're moving in a different direction. The world is changing. Certain doors have been closed. Certain time frames cannot be uh, accessed anymore. We're in a different day and age. I cannot say that enough. And so that requires a completely different approach. And whenever we shine light on these dark things, that means that we are doing a different type of deed. One of the questions I asked uh, you good people on, on uh, Fellowship of Freedom recently was, what are they resisting? What are you resisting? What are you rebellious to? And then on the flip side, what are you obedient to? By shining the light and exposing these pedophiles, does that mean that you're doing the work of good? I'll say this and then I'll get into uh, uh, these 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 clips and these articles and things like this. I saw a video this week of a man going inside of a drag queen story time, essentially preaching, saying it would. Be, I forget what the what the verse was, but he was saying how it would be easier for you to tie a millstone around your neck and jump into a river than to harm these children. And spiritually, I'm watching this man try to preach this scripture to these people who want to see a man dressed in a. Uh, and a, and a man dressed in a wig and a dress doing strange things. And I'm seeing the demons come out. I'm seeing people get upset that, you know, they're not letting this guy, that, that no, you know, this guy's not letting them enjoy their perversions. That no, they can't be weird. They can't do this. That, that no, this guy's coming in, giving the truth and telling these people what they don't want to hear. And I say that because that's what happens. The day that we're, the world that we're moving into, it, it's going to require a completely different spirituality and a completely different mindset and approach. And all you can really do is be confident as you move forward into the darkness. Because I assure you, they are. So to add a little bit of levity <laughs> to all the craziness that we're talking about, this is what happens whenever I kind of take a week off and get the creative energies flowed up. Or backed up, uh, but to add a little levity to the situation, my post got deleted. Yeah, it went against Instagram's community guidelines. What post, you ask? Well, it's this one. It's of Joe Biden talking about hairy blonde legs and referring to children as roaches. And by the way, you know, I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I love kids jumping on my lap. And I love kids jumping on my lap. That video got like uh, almost like 30,000 views on Instagram before it got taken down. It even had uh, Joe Rogan reposted. it. I taxed it from uh, Uncle Sam's Misguided Children, but it got like 30,000 views, thousands of different shares, uh, all kinds of different saves and likes, and then it got taken down. I don't know why, 
because you literally heard it come from the man himself. Joe Biden says, I love kids jumping on my lap. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again and look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I love kids jumping on my lap. And I tell you what. And I love kids jumping on my lap. I think it's hilarious because I saw like, (laughs) I saw like, I I showed somebody this video. They're like, no way he's saying this. And then I showed them like a video from two years ago, which was like a compilation of him being like sexually inappropriate with children, like sniffing their hair, you know, stroking their cheeks, rubbing their chin, grabbing their waist, trying to catch a side boob. You're like, this man clearly does not need to be around children. What is going on? (laughs) So so, So to have him come up here and say, I love kids jumping on my lap. You know, I push them down underneath the water. They watch my hairs come up and then they stroke them down. This this is clearly a man that does not need to be around children. Now, why are we starting the segment off with creepy Uncle Joe when we already know he's just a strange old man? Well, this is what I mean by mocking humanity. These people act as if they're good people, but you know they're doing some strange things. Later on in the segment, we'll get into this news surrounding Prince Andrew and, you know, Jeffrey Epstein and so much more, but... Uh, that's what I mean. These people act as if they're the saviors of humanity, as if you know these are the these these are the bastions of truth, as if these are the arbiters of truth. These people know, and they're going to save you. They're going to help you, just like Greta Thunberg and Leonardo DiCaprio and Al Gore and all these other people from the climate change. They're so good, you know, but they can't even rule their own lives. And even whenever we find out about the lives they have, they have to spend half their fortune covering up the crazy things they do. But this is, again, just what I mean by mocking humanity. You see, you have to understand, we're dealing with very, very sketchy people. Very, very manipulative and dark people. Uh, but speaking of manipulative and dark, this is, an epi- this is an article that came out just before we got on the air with you good people. I'll play a video right after it. But it says Hillary Clinton has dropped the biggest hint yet that she's mulling a run. We put this up December 5th from the George Report feed. It says the strongest indicator yet that Hillary is mulling a 2020 run. She appeared Wednesday for the first time ever on Howard Stern. There was hardly a there was hardly a pretense that she was there to promote the book. She co-wrote with her daughter, Chelsea, long ago, a bestseller. As those who listen to the show know, Stern publicly begged Hillary to appear during the 2016 campaign. After Donald Trump won, Stern said one guest shot could have moved the needle her way. Quote, if she had come on the show, Stern mused in May, the way I helped Donald was I let him come on and be a personality. Whether you liked him or not, people related to him as a human being. Hillary, it's clear, was exactly after that. Relatability. Long her white whale. Only one can ask, why now if she has no plans yet to run again? Sure, it's just possible that she loves being part of the national conversation, but of all the venues such as serious stateswoman could choose, one whose public presentation has been so carefully cultivated over the decades, really? Howard Stern? 
She hasn't closed the door on the 2020. Just this past weekend, she, during an appearance on the UK's Graham Norton show, which we'll play for you guys here shortly, uh, Hillary said she had been deluged with pleas to run again. Quote, I have to make up my mind really quickly, she said, because it's moving very fast. A reference, perhaps, to the late comer, Michael Bloomberg. So before continuing on that whole cryptic super article, what they're basically trying to get you guys to understand is Hillary Clinton is kind of quietly telling you that she's going to run. And we've been saying this for quite some time. She's going to run. And here's that clip of her on Graham Norton's show. You know, America America's a younger country. Are you still at all optimistic, Hillary? I, I am fundamentally optimistic. I mean, there's all these little indicators of people yeah. trying to turn the clock back and push back the progress that uh, David was referencing. So that does worry me. Uh, but I think... It's all hopefully worked out here and there. People will say, wait a minute, you know, there's things we need to be smarter about, do better about, but let's not turn the clock back, for heaven's sakes. And it's interesting, in the book, there's a, a, an American sportsman, an American soccer star, uh, Abby Wambach, I think yes, that's yes. how you say them. And she's extraordinary, she's scored more goals than, than any man or woman. Ever. Ever. And when she came to the end of her career, she did this final kind of endorsement advertising campaign. And the tagline was, forget me. Uh, why did that appeal to you, Hillary? Well, what she was saying as she retired uh, was, you know, I want to make way for new people. You know, forget me. Forget you know, America, America's a younger country. But yeah. uh, if you guys go watch the full clip, she talks later on about how she's still thinking about going out for president. And this is why we're unfortunately having to cover her every other week. Because she's coming up saying, hey, you know, people are telling me to run. People are telling me to run. It's like nobody's telling you to run. Please stop saying that. Nobody wants you to run. But this is, again, what I mean by mocking humanity. She thinks, not even listening to her constituency and everybody else, nobody wants her to run. But she says, oh, I've been put on this earth to go against Donald Trump. And it's like, please, don't. We don't want, we don't want to see this. Uh, and even today, as we're recording, Nancy Pelosi was in front of Congress talking about Congress and news talking about how we're going to go ahead and proceed with the articles of impeachment. So they're going to try to get Trump out of office. This is what's going on. I think it's crazy too that while we're having these 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 hearings going on, these trials going on, Hillary Clinton's thinking about running all this information with Jeffrey Epstein's coming out. All these things are crazy because to me it just makes me think that. What we're seeing is the pregame for all these arrests and these trials that are going to take place. And after that comes a new moral America where we are going to be like a crazy law and order country. But, you know, we'll save that for future discussions. Uh, but to get back to point, you know, really, really, really getting down into this. Uh, let's think about this because we talk about human trafficking, child sex trafficking. All these other crazy things, things that these people are involved in, the information's coming out now. You know, there was an article that came out just this week about Bill Clinton's ties to Epstein. You know, these people are involved. There's nothing else to say. I'll go ahead and get this up, and I'll save this for whenever we talk about Epstein later on in the segment. But right here, revealed, Bill and Hillary were regular guests at Epstein's ranch in New Mexico, and even Chelsea stayed here. She stayed over here but never went to the actual main house. Uh, so we, we've talked about this. Human trafficking, child sex trafficking, satanic ritual abuse, the idea that these people are mocking humanity, uh, all the crazy stuff that the Clintons have been involved in out there in Haiti, and so much more. 
coming in the name of humanitarian aid, only to leave a wake of destruction and chaos. That's how these people are. They're vampires. They're evil. You know, and in the previous segment, we were just talking about how China is harvesting the organs of its political and religious dissidents. Like, that's, that's just how the government operates over there. Like, if you're not cool, you're going to get your organs taken from you. Well, over here now, because as we've, as we've talked about in so many different ways, the culture, the society that we've created, over here, you now have white vans targeting young girls to sell their organs. We've had on people, human trafficking experts, pedophile hunters. We've had on people on the show to raise awareness about child sex trafficking, human trafficking, organized human trafficking, occult operations and stuff like this as well. But now it's gotten to the point to where it's so much of an epidemic. People are having to raise awareness about this. That's why this is becoming increasingly dangerous. Um, you know, we're not talking about people beating each other up for a Popeye's chicken sandwich. We're talking about little girls disappearing because of their organs. This is another thing that was talked about or hinted to with Jordan Peele's Get Out. The fact that they were taking people's uh, melanin and taking black people's organs. You know, heck, it's gotten to the point now to where we have isolated what exactly these people are taking. The blood, they're taking the adrenochrome blood they're trying to drink that that like that's what's crazy we now know what specifically is going on whenever they're trying to harvest these people's organs and that's why it's crazy so whenever joe biden's getting up over there saying he loves little kids sitting in his lap what does that mean how do you have this much access to children <laughs> like that's kind of strange you know you shouldn't be joke like we shouldn't there should not be compilations of joe biden doing strange things in the present, in in the company of children, like saying, "Oh, I got I got permission from Lonnie uh, to let him touch me." But uh, this is what I'm talking about. These are the people that are that that, that are in power. I'm going to play for you guys real quick this clip um, that comes from 11 WBAL TV. It talks about how you know a Baltimore mayor is warning of body snatching white vans targeting young girls to sell their organs. I want to play for you guys that clip and then show you guys through just a quick article rush again how prevalent this stuff is through prostitution and again or human trafficking and so much more why it's important that we raise awareness about this. I mean I did I, I didn't get around to posting it but there was a video from South Africa that went out it was a, it was a live stream today it was a live stream on Fedbook of this white dude in South Africa that killed this black guy on Fedbook live and streamed it. And so that's got nothing to do with America, but this is what I mean by the society and the culture, this depravity, this degeneration. I'll say this and I'll play this clip for you guys. Sorry to hold you up. I remember talking about stuff in relation to Jeffrey Epstein, uh, Florida being a sex trafficking gateway, how this all could take place. And I remember one of the questions I answered it's on Instagram Live. I said, well, look at the culture that we've created. Look at, look at how we objectify women. Look at how we just see them as like material accessories. We don't, we don't look at how we don't, we don't treat them as the goddesses that they, they truly should be, even though we have a, a, a fierce worship for women here in America. We don't treat them like the way that they should be. I mean, Teen Vogue coming out talking about how sex work is real work. That's where it's gotten now. 
So whenever we're talking about white vans targeting young girls to sell their organs, that's not that far off. Unfortunately, what people have to understand is, again, just that. The culture that we've created to where some people will get in the van. If you, It's crazy. I digress. Let me play for you guys this clip, and then we'll get into more. Okay. Let me play. I'll, I'll start this over. Apparently, we were having some audio issues. And this is a story many of us have heard before a mysterious white van being used to abduct young women. But this time, Baltimore City Mayor Jack Young is saying it. He says people need to be aware it could happen. 11 News reporter Vanessa Herring is live at City Hall with the disturbing details. Vanessa. And Mayor Jack Young made that comment about a suspicious white van during an interview this afternoon. Take a listen to what he said. We're getting reports of somebody in a white van um, trying to snatch up young girls uh, for human trafficking and for selling body parts, I'm told. So we have to really be careful because there's so much evil going on, not just in the city of Baltimore, but around the country. Asked if he heard that from Baltimore police, Mayor Jack Young said... No, citizens are. It's all over Facebook. Um, and um, that's something that um, our police officers are aware of because... Um, you know, it's been reported. We called BPD, a spokesman for the police department. And this is a story many of us have heard before in mysterious. So I want to I want to keep that in your mind, guys, real quick. I want to read you guys something else that just shows you again where we're at. The mayor said it right there, the evil times that we're in. Just keep that in mind uh, as I go over this next article, just to show you how crazy stuff really is, dude. And like the, how we have hardly any appreciation for life you know so again just keep that in mind and i'll play for you guys that clip after i get back into this article but check this out we put this up november 26 it's from george report feed they said a newborn baby has been offered for sale on craigslist think about that in florida it says state agents are trying to figure out who recently posted a craigslist ad purporting to want to sell a newborn child for five hundred dollars Quote, the baby is two weeks old. It sleeps. It don't make noise at night. The ad read, quote, the for formula enclosed will give it to you. Can give you the baby four-year-old sister for free. Oh my God. Investigators are unsure whether the ad was a crude hoax or someone actually trying to sell the child online. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement launched the probe Friday. Some soon after the ad was posted to the popular classifieds website. So so they're about to sell a two for one you if you buy one of the kids for 500 bucks we'll sell you the four we'll sell you the four-year-old sister for free go ahead on in and take her and that's where we're at today so uh, joe biden i think he i bet he thinks that's a great deal uh, heck i bet jeffrey epstein thinks that's a bet a great deal but this is where we're at this is what we've done to children to life this is this is this is why it's so dangerous but here, keep that in mind. White vans running around trying to kidnap children. People selling their children on uh, Craigslist, right? Trying to sell them two for one type of deal, right? Keep that in mind. We also have this Instagram pedophiles confirming essentially that all those pedophile symbols that we were seeing through Pizzagate, right? Whenever they call people walnuts, like, you know, Walnut sauce, pizza, 
hot dogs, strange things, $30,000, $33,000 worth of hot dogs being flown in. That's kind of strange. This Instagram pedophile confirms all those Pizzagate pedophile symbols are actually real. This is by Tim Brown over there at Sons of Liberty Media. They put this up December 3rd. And it says a pedophile who proudly displayed his Pizzagate tattoos on Instagram was finally removed from the platform after a flurry of reports concerning his pictures and hashtags indicating that he was not only a sodomite, but a pedophile. The tattoos also demonstrate that all those, ped- that all those symbols from the Pizzagate scandal are indeed real. Think about that. And for our, for our audio listeners, you guys can't see it, uh, but the page is Cage underscore Jackson, and that's Cage with a K. Uh, and this picture that he has up right here, they put he, he, he took a picture of this September 14th, 2018, and it indeed has the Nambla uh, YBL tattoo. Apparently, YBL means young boy lover, and he's got that tattooed right there uh, on his quad. You know, he's got it right there. He's like, oh, my new YBL tattoo, exclamation point, exclamation point. I love it. You know, and then you you go right here to the FBI's intelligence bulletin from the 31st of January 2007 that has the symbols and logos used by pedophiles to identify sexual preferences, and it has it right there. Uh, it's got the young boy lover tattoo, the BL logo, and it's just got it right there. Uh, and so here, let me get back into this article. It says the post contained photos of a man known on Instagram as Cage Jackson and showed several tattoos that indicate that he is a sodomite. A boy lover, Aaron wrote, reported to Instagram, but I guess it's okay to be a self-proclaimed pedophile. And it does not go against community standards. Not my community. Protect your kids with everything in your power. They are normalizing this disgusting trend. (laughs) So if you guys want to learn more, definitely go read the post. But I think you get the point. You're having somebody who is actually a, a boy lover. A young boy lover, a sodomite, confirming that he has those tattoos, that he takes part in these types of things. This is why we try to raise awareness about this. So let's get back to that. Now that we know these are confirmed pedophiles operating over here on social media, is it too far off to say that people need to be weary of these white vans? I think everybody understands this. This is archetypal for some god-awful reason. Don't get in the van. Don't take the candy. Stay away from these strange, strange men. But see, these days, we take kids to drag queen story time, and if we don't, we get called bigots and homophobes. You see, this is, this is the problem with all the sexual perversion and the sexual degeneration. It's the deviancy. This is not normal. This is, this is not stuff that should be uh, uh, normalized. This is the hypersexualization of children, for one. The degeneration, for two. Perversion, for three. I could go on and on and on. And that's the dangerous part about it is because it's, in, it's, it's intensifying. It's eating itself like a disgusting creature would. This is, this, is, this is becoming insane on a number of levels. And this is even more wild uh, since we're talking about all these other sexual perversions and, and, and this degeneracy and lunacy and all this other crazy stuff that's going on. Uh, but this is an article that came out this, w- this week as well. It says, parents shouldn't have the final say in raising their own children, says the teacher defending a drag queen's visit to school. And this next article is more at least a factoid. It says, Drug u- drugs used to block puberty in transgender kids are killing thousands. 
That was from Edward Morgan of Prepare Change. They put this up. That's, they put that up December first. Uh, and before I go into the drag queen stuff, because I just want to kind of switch gears, we're talking about organ harvesting, child sex trafficking, satanic ritual abuse, pedophilia, sodomy, all this other crazy stuff. This is what I mean by the by the sexual perversions. I'm sure you're wondering, well, how can you switch up from talking about organ trafficking and human ha- organ harvesting and all this other stuff, and then jump to drag queen story time? Well, what happens if any of these kids they get involved with this drag queen story time, they get lost? Right? They get taken by these drag queens. They end up in one of these gay clubs with Desmond is Amazing or any of that other stuff. And then someone has too much of a good time with one of these drunk, one, one young drag kids. And then, boom, that child's lost. That child gets put into prostitution or child sex trafficking. I think people don't understand how crazy, you know, how crazy and how fast things can be. The idea behind scrambling these kids' genders and scrambling their mind, and that'll play a huge part in what we talk about in the next segment, uh, is, is the idea to confuse gender, disrupt humanity. That's why we're talking about the mocking of humanity right now. They say they're coming in the name of good, but all they're doing is leaving that wake of destruction, leaving things more confused than whenever it was there. They're not adding clarity. They're adding more destruction and confusion, and that's what has to be pointed out. You see, these, these, these boy lovers... These sodomites. Joe Biden saying, I love kids sitting on my lap. This is, this is insane. When I tell you guys that society begins to crumble whenever men don't want to be men, women don't want to be women, nobody wants to work, we're all losing our mind. This is, this is the type of stuff I'm talking about. You see, you now have drag queens or te- better yet, you have teachers protecting the drag queens, saying, you don't get to tell those kids what they're allowed to learn. Remember, I forget who specifically said it, but we played for you guys a clip saying, your children do not belong to you. They belong to the state. You have, And this is even crazier about it, too. You have drag queens, like Dylan Pontiff, who appeared in uh, the Louisiana City Council meeting talking about, we are put here as drag queens to groom your kids to get used to this type of stuff. That's why I'm like the, the, the sex working and the drag queen story time and all this other, again, sexual deviancy and sexual perversion. It's so hand in hand that it's two sides of the same coin. I mean, to, to stay on the same example of Dylan Pontiff, the drag queen that went into the Louisiana City Council meeting, he knows that he's an adult entertainer. He dresses at, he, he does that, he, he does his shows at uh, gay bars and uh, strip clubs. Right, he knows he's an adult entertainer, yet he's choosing to be in the presence of children. Who's to say that somebody at the adult entertainment facility says, "Hey, uh, Dylan, can you help me procure one of these children? Can you help me get an audience or get around one of these kids?" Dylan's like, "Sure, come to one of my shows." Wink. This 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 child procurer goes to the drag queen story time. Right, waits for mommy or so and so to leave the event follows them you do you see where this goes because we're not dealing with upright people we're dealing with people who are already doing sketchy things acting in perverted and sketchy ways they're willing to go a step further especially for the innocent especially for that child and so when i tell you that you have to be aware of the evil this is what i mean you can operate with surface level things but it's the darker that people go in these surface level things that you have to be aware of so here let me get into this article and then we'll, we'll, we'll move on 
uh, just to get past this stuff because it does it gets I get fired up about it. Uh, but right here, this comes from Nima Harris of your Newswire. They put this up December second. It says parents shouldn't have quote the final say in raising their own children. Says the teacher defending the drag queen's visit to school. The Texas high school teachers said parents should not have the final say in raising their own children after some of them complained about a drag queen visiting the school to give a talk to their children. The teacher who defended the presence of the drag queen at school asserted that any parents who objected were, quote, bigoted. Those parents are now calling for the teacher to be fired. Summit.news reports Willis High School was paid a visit by an adult drag performer by the stage name Lynn Adonis, who spent the day with children and exchanged social media contacts with some of them. See, that's the type of sh- that, that's what I'm talking about right there. So, oh, you're on social media too? That's awesome. So am I. You can follow me on Lynn Adonis, and if you have any questions, go ahead. And then the kid messages them, right? And so then Lynn Adonis, being the, the literal middleman, is able to show that procurer, the one that I was just talking to you about, show them media handle, the social media handle, and because they're already, I'm sure, on the dark web, working with other pedophiles and child procurers, they have a system and a network to triangulate and find these kids. This is why I have people like Dr. John A. King on to, 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 to raise awareness about just that. It's a very real thing. I, sorry, let me get back into this article. It says, school principal Stephanie Hodgins uh, defended the decision to invite Adonis after parents complained. But English teacher Anthony Lane went further, suggesting that parents should submit to the will of the community when it comes to raising their own kids. Quote, I believe that raising a child is the responsibility of a community and that the parents should not have the final say. I mean, to a degree, I understand. I get it. You know, it takes a village to raise a child. But whenever it's becoming organized like this, that's when you have to raise an issue and ask what's the betterment for the community. Continuing on, it says, quote, let's be honest. Some of you don't know what is best for your kids. Apparently, according to Lane, what's best for the kids is to be given advice by a man who dresses as a woman and dances provocatively while people wave dollar bills like they're in a strip club, if the video above is anything to go by. When Lane faced a backlash from some of the parents, he doubled down, accusing them of bigotry for not wanting their children to spend some personal time with a drag queen. Quote, parents believe that they should be able to storm the school in the name of a political and religious beliefs if something happens in the school that they are morally opposed to. They forget that we make a promise to prepare their children to live in a diverse world. We are not required to protect the misguided, bigoted views of their parents. He wrote on a Facebook port, on Facebook before deleting the post. People are now calling for Lane to be fired. It's unclear whether Lane and Donis will make a return to the school. So there you have it. We are bigoted for not wanting children to have access to drag queens. You know, I bet that guy... <laughs> I bet that guy probably has something to say. Probably something like this, you know. I bet he loves kids on his lap. I bet. I bet. I bet. Linda Donis that. Drag by queen. the way, you know I got a lot of. I got hairy legs. Oh, sorry, that Joe. That turn. That 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 turn. Uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight, and then watch the hair. Come back up again and look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I love kids jumping on my lap. What a creep, dude. What a creep, dude. (laughs) Such a strange thing. So to go ahead and just 
close out this segment because, again, all I can keep telling you is that these people are mocking humanity. They say they're doing this to good, but you can really tell they're just like scrambling these kids' brains, scrambling what we think of as normal. It, it, it blows my mind. Uh, but just to give you guys more of an update, like I said on the Jeffrey Epstein thing right here, uh, this is from the Gateway Pundit. It's by Jim Hoff. They put this up December 3rd. It says Bill and Hillary were regular guests at the Amsey's Ranch in New Mexico. And even Chelsea stayed there. They're saying that uh, Bill and Hillary were out here in New Mexico. Apparently, you had Clintons out here in New Mexico <laughs> uh, doing strange things. If you guys want, and I'll put this down below as well. It was the episode we did with Jeff, uh, with uh, Lori Alexander. We talked about Epstein's hierarchy of evil and how there are levels to this, to, to the human trafficking. You know, you could have sex with a, with a prostitute. You know, you could have sex with a child. You could kill a child. You could kill a child and a prostitute. Then you could start killing a child and a prostitute in the Dark Lord's name. You know, and out here in New Mexico was where some of the more violent things were happening. It was a step up, or it was a step down from actually going out to the little St. James Island. What I'll do is I'll put the link for that in the description bar below if you guys want to listen to it, because we had um, Laurie Alexander of the Underground Resistance Network breaking down that whole hierarchy, uh, and it's a great way to look at it because it's still the truth. Uh, but that's information that's come out regarding him. Other than that, you know, his private, apparently his private wealth banker was found dead I find that kind of strange as well. Uh, apparently, and this is people, this is, this is, this is Epstein's private banker. Uh, apparently Thomas Bowers, who ran the U S division of the private wealth management for Deschutes bank 55, he hanged himself at his Malibu home. And he was, uh, Jeffrey Epstein's private banker. This comes from sound of the times. They said Jeffrey Epstein's private banker at Deschutes and city found swinging from a rope executive suicide just before the FBI was set to question him. So right there, you have more information saying that he got suicided, essentially. Just like after Epstein, he didn't hang himself, you know. <laughs> and this is another great article from the Free Thought Project, but you guys can find more of it over there at the Mint Press News. It says that a former Israeli intel off official has claimed that Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell worked for Israel and that they used pedophilia to blackmail politicians. Now, this is an extremely lengthy article. If you guys want to know more, I'll put that link in the description bar below. Uh, but it is, it, it's, 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 it's a lot to digest. And basically what they talk about is how this is an intelligence operation. You know, on one level, it's an intelligence operation. And on another level, it's a scientific transhumanist operation. It breaks it all down. The people over there at Mint Press News did a great job of breaking it down. And the folks over there at the Free Thought Project reposted it. But what they talk about is just that, how it, how it, it, it it's everything we've been talking about. An entrapment scam, a way to ensnare people and blackmail them to do what you want. To, to a whole separate order. A shadow government, a shadow deep state order, all being run based off of blackmail. What do you think they have on Bill and Hillary? I mean, what did you just hear me ramble on in relation, in, in relation to Bill and Hillary? Just keep that in mind. And now, because more information is going to come out about this, and I joked about this, uh, this, this on, I joked about this on Fellowship and Freedom, how Prince Andrew has been an orphan. 
and how the reptilian shape-shifting overlords, how they have basically orphaned and ostracized him. Now you have five child sex victims testifying that Prince Andrew witnessed them getting raped. That's right. Prince Andrew is literally getting thrown out there into the wild. <laughs> and there are new photos that show Prince Andrew frolicking with Jeffrey Epstein and just Maxwell. It's coming down. You know, Prince Andrew's getting caught. You know, we've talked about Cardinal George Pell, uh, the, the right-hand man for the Pope, how he's, been in, how he's getting indicted, he's getting thrown in jail. You know, it's coming down. I want to start seeing actions. I thought that's why this is kind of strange that all this stuff is happening right around these impeachment hearing times. You know, maybe we'll start seeing some trials take place. But I want to start seeing some action. Because the, the house of cards is coming down. People are aware of the corrupt governments. They are aware of, the, of, of these corrupt capitalists, these, bank, these big bankers, these multimillionaire families. They're aware of it all. And that's what I'm telling you. There's a completely different mindset, a different day and age and where we're going. But before we go there, we got to close this chapter on American and world history. We got to round up. I'm not going to say round up and kill the pedophiles. That's horrible. That's what these people are saying. I'm saying we got to round up all this evil, bind it so that it can never get loose again. We have to expose these perversions so that they never find another day in the light. And they will, but not in our time frame. And so I wanted to use this time frame to kind of, you know, speak about Jeffrey Epstein and the Prince Andrew stuff. But you guys see the news that's going out. You see what's happening. This is the world in 2019. And this is what I mean by these people mocking humanity. But what's going to happen is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the concept of rebranding climate change. There's a claim coming out that says climate change is causing premature births. You had a Trump-hating liberal who got a vasectomy to fight climate change, as well as the whole ecological tax or environmental sin. This is something I talked about recently, but I want to get it over here on the flagship show. We're going to be talking about this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this.
Welcome back, and salutations, because you had to leave to come back, so I'm going to go ahead and say salutations to you this time. Oh, oh, oh. okay, you know, this, uh, what I want to, uh, because now that I have your attention, if you've been paying attention this long, you know, you've been hearing me talk about restructuring the show, restructuring, diversifying the content, I want to do more. How many different things did I just go over in that previous segment? How many different things I'm going to go over in this segment? Well, it is important that I inform you guys of what's going on and draw these connections and paint this bigger picture. I do sometimes kind of lose my mind trying to consolidate it, boil it down, and stick on point. What I'm trying to say is, into the future, in future shows, and I try to do this with the Instagram Lives, but in future shows... It could be mini-casts or specific transmissions, whether call-in shows or even viewer join-in shows. But in future transmissions, I will, I will boil it down and have them be more targeted. For our old-school listeners, it'll be more like the crisis corners, but on specific issues that actually, you know, tie in together, that form a bigger picture. And I'll flesh it out a lot better. And I say this because I want to inform you guys in a different light, like I just told you and like I keep trying to tell you. The days that we're moving into, it requires a completely different perception. Then, unfortunately, I don't see a lot of people talking about that different perception that's needed. I see people getting fired up about exposing, I think, something or, you know, 
uh, still staying stuck on some type of conspiracy. But it's a different. What I'm really trying to tell you guys is it's a different day. People know about these conspiracies. Heck, I was talking about at the gym, you know, about Mark of the Beast. How in the future you're just going to refer to me as, you know, operator or user is five six seven eight four five five, XG two two two, you know, because people already understand that we're losing that sense of humanity. So what does that mean if people are generally aware of these of these of these very real issues that are no longer conspiracy theories? These are conspiracy fact. Elon Musk over here talking about hooking your brain up to brain machine interfaces, mind reading technology, genetically genetically engineered clones, genetically engineered babies in China. You know what happens whenever this is the world that we're moving into? We have to approach things in a completely different light. We can't go back. Like I said in the previous segment, and I don't know if this is a pun, but you have to close one door so you can open up another. We have to close this chapter on American and world history so that we can open up a whole new one. And that's where we're at. And the same thing happens with the season. The same thing happens with the work. The same thing happens. The time frame that we're in, the work that we're doing, this is fine for now. But going into the future, we have to do better. It's what's required of us. And delivering anything other than that would be beneath us. So, let's get into the segment. Rebranding climate change. There was an article that came out earlier this week talking about how, uh, how do we get people to freak out even more about climate change? Like We have to rebrand it. Climate change isn't enough. They're not scared enough. <laughs> we haven't put the fear of God in them enough. We have to scare them even more. How do we rebrand climate change? Right here, climate change alarmists suggest a rebrand to scare people into action. Call it the global meltdown. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's a great way to inspire action. That's a great way to inspire inaction because it, it makes people think as if there's no point. Like they're just going to give up. They're not going to fight. And I want to say this and I'll get into real articles and start going in through this segment. I feel like a lot of what this is is a self-fulfilling prophecy. When you have kids that are paying attention to more protests and thinking they're going to get their success story by being actors at these protests, following everybody else, again, society collapses. When you don't have men that don't want to be men, women don't want to be women, nobody wants to work, everybody wants to hate everything, nobody wants to build everything, society is going to collapse. When you have people who have a negative outlook on the future, who don't want to create anything, who aren't inspired, who aren't fired up, who don't want to live, who don't want to work, who don't want to help... It's going to go to hell in a handbasket real quick. When you have us who have, we, we are four levels behind in math with China. We don't care about anything. You know, Game of Thrones, Rick and Morty. Where's the weed at? Tell me about the DMT and the aliens. When, when this is what we are subjected to, living in this state of arrested development, you're right. It is going to be a global meltdown because nobody cares about anything. Or better yet, it'll be an American meltdown because we will have given up. When the rains fall into our hands, will we know how to, how to use them? Do we, know how to, do we know how to lead a country? And this is what I'm saying to a lot of these people who want to hurry up and impeach Trump. You're so busy talking crap. Do you know how to run a business? Do you know how to have an employee? Do you know how to do these types of things without getting emotional? Do you know how to teach? Do you know how to help? Do you know how to build? And the very same thing can be, happen, can be talked about with this whole climate change agenda. It, it, it's teaching submission, not innovation, not creativity. Again, this is why I say we need a pro-human renaissance-based future to get us out of this dystopian that we find ourselves in 
today. But here, let me get into this because they're talking about global meltdowns and climate change and all this other nonsense. Let me get into this article right here. Uh, this comes from News Punch. This is by Sean Adetalabi. They put this up December 4th. It says that the UN may use military force to enforce their climate agenda. A top professor warns. It says the United Nations may use their military might to take action against states that defy its mandates on global climate action. A prominent international relations professor has warned. According to Ole Waver, a professor at the University of Copenhagen, the UN are probably willing to use extreme physical force to enforce their ideological demands. In an interview with ABC News in Australia, Professor Waver warns that he sees what he sees as, quote, climate inaction might entice the UN into considering other means to ensure its goals are met, even if that leads to global armed conflict. Breitbart.com reports, Professor Waver says more resistance to change could potentially threaten democracy, although the UN would counter that and justify the means in much the same way countries like Greece had their debt crisis solutions forced on them by the European, by the European Union bureaucrats in Brussels and Strasbourg. The United Nations Security Council could, in principle, tomorrow decide that climate change is a threat to international peace and security. He says, quote, and then it's within their com their competence to decide. And you were doing this and you were doing this and you were doing this. This is how we deal with it. He believes classifying climate change as a security issue could leave the door open to more extreme policy responses. We are running out of time. Late Night Live the, said this, uh, quote, the problem is that we are running out of time. The longer we wait, the more abrupt the change has to be. Quote, would a political response to climate change now be a matter of too little, too late. And this is posted by ABC News on Friday, December 22nd, 2019, on their Twitter. Uh, but, quote, that's what happens when something becomes a security issue. It gets the urgency, the intensity, the priority, which is helpful sometimes, but it also lets dark forces loose in the sense that it can justify problematic means, he says. This urgency, he says, could lead to more abrupt and essentially undemocratic action at an international level. I don't have to agree with Professor Waver, because remember when I talk about Greta Thunberg appearing at the, 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 the Global Climate Change Summit saying that we will be watching you, and then a few weeks after that, Google announced they had quantum supremacy, and then I had one of my crazy, paranoid conspiracy moments where I'm like, oh my God, they're going to use Google and all this other quantum supremacy uh, satellite technology you know, geospatial intelligence to monitor resource management. Well, yeah, this is it. What happens if Google, what happens if the UN storms Google, says that we're going to take you guys over, we're going to use your guys' system to monitor and track resource management here on the world, here on the planet? What happens? And then that very same day, right, Nancy Pelosi tells the U.N. Climate Summit saying, oh, don't worry, the U.S. is still in. Even though Donald Trump said he was going to get us out of, the Paris, uh, out of the Paris Climate Accord, we are still in. Nancy Pelosi used taxpayer dollars to travel to the glorious Madrid, Spain, with a delegation of Democrats to the 25th United Nations Climate Change Conference. And I have that clip for you guys. And uh, she may sound like she's drunk and stuttering. But that's just how Nancy Pelosi speaks. So let's just take a listen. Come on, Nancy. It is pretty exciting for us to be here. 
thought for some it is the first COP meeting. For me, uh, my first one was uh, Earth, called Earth Summit in 1992 uh, in Rio, Brazil. And we had certain goals then. Clearly, we have not met them. We will meet the goals of this COP 25. Uh, in August, I was honored to represent the United States at the Breast and Breast France for the G7 Heads of Parliament. It is pretty exciting. I don't know what's going on with that, so we're going to go ahead and try to get that back up for you guys and play it one more time because that was ridiculous. Let's take a listen. Come on, Nancy. It is pretty exciting for us to be here. So for some, it is the first cop meeting. For me, uh, my first one was a Earth Summit in 1992 uh, in Rio, Brazil. Okay. Okay, you guys get the point. Nancy Pelosi is pushing climate change over there at the UN. Uh, <laughs> we don't have time to sit up over there and listen to her slur through a sentence. I'm sorry. Uh, but continuing on, getting back to the chain of topics, talking about climate change, its impacts, the gradual erection of the one world government and the one world religion at the same time, right here, you have climate change saying that it uh, you have a claim saying that climate change causes birth premature births a new study suggests that climate change causes more women to go into premature labor though the effect is diminished in warmer climates to the to study this effect Alan Barica a associate professor at UCLA's Institute of Environmental S Sustainability and economist Jasmine Shaler of Claremont McKenna College analyzed daily temperature and county county-by-county county birth rates across the U.S. in a two-decade window from 1969 to 1988. That is an admittedly odd, or that is an admittedly old data set, but the researchers had little choice. Quote, in 1989, the vital statistics system started to be more cautious about information it allowed out publicly in order to make it hard to identify individuals precisely by place or by date of birth, says Berica. Quote, they even began masking some counties, so... 1969 to 1988 gave us the most thorough information. In that data set, the researchers found that on days when temperatures reached uh, 90 degrees Fahrenheit, the birth rate was per 1,000 women increased by 0.97% uh, compared to the dates in which temperatures were at 60 to 70 degrees Fahrenheit. There was a smaller but still significant bump of 0.57% additional births per 100,000 women on days that were hot but not quite as sweltering. What they're trying to say is that climate change, weather affects births, and I can understand that entirely. Uh, but my, 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 my point behind bringing that up after talking about uh, Nancy Pelosi saying that we're still part of the climate change movement and all these other things is that what you're seeing right now is a gradual creation of what I said before. The one world government, the one world religion, resource management, total control, Agenda 2030. Uh, even before coming onto the air, I found myself wanting to put this up. And if you guys are curious about it, I'll put this extremely important link in the description bar below. It goes in, it ties into Agenda 2030 uh, and the translation of all these things, of what's going on right here. UN Agenda 2030 translator, how to read the U, the new the UN's new sustainability goals. It has all the 17 goals and what they really mean. You know, ending poverty in all its forms and how that means centralized banks, 
the IMF, the World Bank, the Fed to control all finances, a digital one world currency, and a cashless society. Uh, it talks about that and more. And the reason I'm kind of firing through this is because I want to bring up the major thing. I have, I have like peripheral articles that I could bring up, you know, making the world pay for it, this, how the sponsor of a Green New Deal wants to sanction everybody for climate change crimes, you know, the dawn of the global, the dawn of the global tax, uh, decarbonization, you know, that's something that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez talks about. But I think the easiest way to kind of attack every single one of those things and more is to go into Pope Francis essentially announcing an environmental tax, environmental sin, an ecological tax. Um, and the reason I want to bring this up is because in the future, the same way that you just heard me talk about it uh, in relation to climate change, you're, 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 you're going to have life literally regulated to see if it's sustainable. When you have people openly talking about when you have people openly talking about uh, abortions for climate change, uh, you know, um, birth striking, not going to school, when you, t when you have all this stuff going on surrounding the climate change agenda, you better believe that life itself is literally about to take a huge shift. And when you have Pope Francis considering adding ecological sin to the, to the Catholic Church's catholicism, you're, 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 you're basically switching up how people perceive things. And I think that's the best way for me to talk about this. All these things, really. The, the decarbonization, artificial wombs, the dawn of the global tax, uh, that Trump-hating liberal getting a vasectomy to fight climate change. I'll, I'll, I'll get into that as well. But think about this. You, I've, 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 sh I've told you guys how on Sunday, uh, after the shows on Fellowship and Freedom, how I end up having like a steak or something after the show, would I have to pay a certain ecological tax or environmental sin tax because I do that? Would I have to pay a certain tax because I drive a car that, it, that, ha that that's gas-powered? Would I have to pay a certain tax because I'm going over my allotted resources? If the UN is going to begin using military force, and I'm not saying they will, let's hope that they don't, if the UN is beginning to enforce its sustainable development goals by using the military, its own military. Think about that. That's the one world government. You will have to adhere to it because you're not, you're, it's not about nationalism at that point. They will literally consider that archaic. They will chastise you the same way that they're calling people bigoted for not wanting uh, pedophiles and convicted child sex offenders and drag queens to read to their kids. They'll, call, they'll chastise you for wanting to think differently. You're not thinking of the earth. You're not thinking of everyone else. You're being selfish instead of selfless. And this is where it starts with this type of thought process. So here, let me get into this article. We put this up November 18th. It's by Phil Shiver of The Blaze. It says, Pope Francis, last, Pope Francis said last week he is considering adding a ecological sin to the Catholic Church's official teachings. On Friday, the Pope was delivering a speech to the 20th World Congress of International Association of Penal Law in Rome, where he told hearers, quote, we have to introduce, we were thinking about it, to the catheticism of the Catholic Church and the sin against e ecology, the ecological sin against our common home, because a duty is at stake. 
Pope Francis has made environmental issues a major theme of his pontificate since his election in 2013. He called climate change a, quote, global problem with grave implications and pushed for a reduction in the use of fossil fuels in an encyclical. Laudito Laudoci uh, published in 2015. In 2016, the Pope added environmentalism, or, quote, care for our common home to the Catholic Church's traditional seven works of mercy, which include feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, and sheltering the homeless. He also added it to the, be- to the Beatitudes, which are eight blessings enunciated by Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount and described core principles of the Christian faith. The newly introduced Beatitude reads, quote, Blessed are those who protect and care for our common home. The potential, in adi- the potential addition of ecological sin to Catholicism, the Catholic Church's compendium official teachings, would be controversial. Top Catholic thinkers told LifeSite News that it's impossible for their man to sin against inanimate objects such as the earth or the environment, but only against God and those created in his image. Catholic author Dr. Peter Kwasanski said that when human beings abuse creation, they are sinning against God or their fellow man, not the earth. Quote, there is no possible sin against planet Earth, Kwasineski said. Quote, all these sin are all sins are ultimately against God or those who are in God's image. As well as theologians, as all theologians have explained prior to the post conciliar uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and cut it off there, guys. But you, you, you get what I'm saying. What we're seeing within Pope Francis and the Catholic Church and world government as a whole is a shift to get us all on the same page. To get us on Agenda 2030 and Agenda 20, uh, uh, 2050. To get us in moving in alignment with what they're doing. This is why they're, they're promoting all these other crazy things. It, it, it really is kind of mind-blowing to think about it. You know, I wanted, I wanted to get into, you know, artificial wounds and all this other stuff. But here, let me, let me play for you guys. Let me, let me get into this, this next article. I think that's a good way for me to kind of pivot because it, it's, it's, all of this is crazy. And trying to just link it up is even, it's making me crazy. I kid you not. But here, let me get into this. This Trump-hating liberal getting a vasectomy. And I, and the reason I have to say that is because it's the, the article title. I don't really care what political uh, party you're voting for or if you hate Trump or if you love Clinton or any of that type of stuff. I really don't. But I think the concept of getting a vasectomy to fight climate change and making it like a political statement, to me, that's what's even crazier. You know, the same way that you have all these people saying they're going to stop having children because of climate change. But let me get into this article. We put this up November 22nd. It's by your newswire. Uh, and it says, Wes Seiler, a 38-year-old anti-Trump liberal, writes in, writes in Outside Online that as soon as he got engaged to his beautiful fiance last year, he started planning for the future. It wasn't just my dog, Wiley, and me against the world anymore. All of a sudden, All of a sudden, I started thinking 10 to 20 years ahead. Siler then cites that the wildfires that destroyed Paradise, California in 2018, the Woolsey Fire that wiped out parts of Malibu, and the flooding of the Mississippi River during the first six months of 2019, saying, quote, And of course, the whole Donald Trump thing has been going on. DailyWire.com reports, Siler asks rhetorically, Is this a world we want to bring our kids into? Is this a world it's responsible to bring kids into? He comments that he and his fiance started talking about something we could do for ourselves and to make a more meaningful impact on a bigger problem. We could just forego the whole kid thing altogether. Sather compares the carbon emissions he'd save by relinquishing his 15 mile per hour 
uh, mile per gallon pickup truck, 2.4 tons of carbon emissions a year to what he'd say to what he'd save the planet by eschewing having kids around 58 tons annually per kid. He breathes. Oh, man. He breathes. Quote, any action, any other action we could take, even all the times we could ever possibly add up together, pale in comparison. Then the bottom line, that's because there are simply too many humans on this planet. Two people decided to make fewer humans eliminate the entire cycle of consumption that would fuel the kid's life. Some classic leftist verbiage follows, quote, we're already fighting war wars for oil. Many think wars for water will be next, and those are going to hit closer to home. Sally describes his vasectomy. Quote, I found a colleague's brother here in Bozeman, Montana, who performs vasectomies and made an appointment. I was afraid of getting my scrotum operated on, but the procedure ended up being quicker and less evasive than most dental appointments. I took off my pants, laid on a bed, received a local anesthetic, chatted with the doctor while he made a few incisions, then got a ride home. Once the anesthetic wore off, I felt like, I, like somebody kicked me in the balls pretty good, a feeling that dissipated over the next seven days. He concludes, quote, It might not be enough to save the polar bear, and it might not prevent the next campfire, but this is an absolute biggest difference we can make. We need fewer humans, and getting there voluntarily will be an awful lot less painful than doing it with war, famine, and natural disaster. So there you have it. Remember, I've talked about how, um, you know, in London, there are signs uh, saying sterilize yourself. And I had a buddy, not a buddy, I had a, I had a follower send me a billboard of some place out there in Ohio that says, hey, get a vasectomy. The sex gets greater. You know, and you have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, as I talked about throughout this entire year, talking about how, you know, we just need to start having fewer humans. Bernie Sanders says abortion for climate change is good. And you know, cannibalism for climate change is good. This is this is the insanity that I'm talking about. But again, this is what happens with rebranding re climate change, global meltdown, creating that self-fulfilling prophecy. You, you know, it's going to be bad. Go ahead and kill yourself. Really think about the psychological warfare that we are like up against and, 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 and how easily they can get people to just throw away their entire future. Because you're going to see more of this. Heck, I want to get in, let me, let, you know what, let me go ahead and get into this article where we're talking about ectogenesis, where we're talking about uh, motherless wombs. That's right, where we're talking about artificial wombs and how those could replace women. That's the next step to where it's like, you know what, hey, he's right, 58 tons annually for having a child, that's unsustainable, but if you go ahead and go with Monsanto, what's a, I got to come up with like a, some kind of way to make a joke on monster core. Yeah. Monster core. Uh, we'll see if that stick. If you go with monster core, you can genetically modify your baby to produce 50% less gas emissions because of what they do to their DNA. You, do, you, do you get what I'm trying to say there? I'm trying to say that it, it's not going to be enough just to start killing kids and having vasectomies and sterilizing yourself and doing all this other stuff. They're going to take a step further saying, look, the only way for us to really start fighting all this is for the government to get involved. We have to start doing the family planning. We have to start producing the best children ever. Check this out right here. This is from Technocracy News. They put this up to November 27th. It says scientists are saying that artificial wombs could replace women. The idea of growing babies outside of the body has been inspired from new novels and movies for decades. We're talking about ectogenesis. We're, we're there now. 
Brave New Will, Brave New World, we're there now. It's 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 where we're at. Growing babies in a tube, test tube babies, designer babies, transhumans, biohacking. This is where we're at. These are the new humans. You see. And I'll save this whole tangent for future transmissions, but I think people really need to understand that this is all that's going to come with the climate change agenda. Really, really looking at humanity and how they can do us better. This is the scientific dictatorship. This is the new world order. This is why we have to fight these things. And this is why we have to be aware of the different tricks that they have. Population control is the name of the game. Social engineering is the name of the game. It's about power and control. And as we've talked about time and time again in different, different variations and different forms, the idea is to disenfranchise you from your power, to remove your rights, to give you the perception as if you're powerless. That guy, you know, having a vasectomy to fight climate change, part of this sometimes it feels a little selfish, if you ask me. Why don't we give these kids a chance to try? Why don't we give everybody else a chance to try? Why don't we think we have all the answers? If it takes a village... To raise the children, who's saying get rid of all the kids? That's why this is dangerous. Because we're not asking the real questions. We're just following the Pied Piper as he takes us off of a ledge. But that's why you have shows like us and people like us. With crazy, crazy views doing crazy, crazy things like we do. Because it's all designed to help make you think. And all designed to help wake you up. This is Social Surveillance State. Mocking humanity and rebranding climate change. Suddenly I saw the world that I belong to as not the whole world, not the whole universe. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. I know I was all over the place. You gotta give me you got, you got to give me that, that, that holiday handicap. You know, get back into the rig. It's completely different. Uh, but I also want to let you guys know we are doing some major restructuring come the end of the season. I'm going into 2020 and season 10 doing a whole lot of different things differently. I'm going to finish out the rest of this season and this year with the format we have now. But I really want you guys to understand the future demands different and it demands better. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I'll put the links for those description for all that stuff, the Jeffrey Epstein episode, the Agenda 2030 translation, Paul Zelizer's episode, and more in the description bar below. And like I said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into this episode. However, if you have any more questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, out.